you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Let me make this promise to you. The enemy will do everything that he can to steal your confidence. He'll tell you you are who you used to be. He'll bring up your past and your mistakes. He'll begin to say to you that you're no good, you don't matter, no one cares. When you start hearing things like that, can I tell you, you can be rested assured that is not God. That is the devil. And that is the enemy. And that is your subconscious. And that is your insecurities. And I want you to know that is not God speaking. He is not the accuser of the brethren. Do you know that? So when you're feeling condemnation and you're feeling beat up and beat down, it is not God. It is your enemy. And you know what? You can smile and go, I must be doing something right for you to be so mad at me. And guess what? I'm going to keep doing it. Sure missed you guys. I've been gone for the last couple of weeks. Been on the East Coast. Had meetings. Just got back. Well, I got back and turned around and had to drive to Oklahoma. We've been there all week with my, my grandbaby. Uh, please be in prayer. Lift up Miss Charlie. And uh, like I said, they had moved her this week to ICU. And we're just believing and trusting for a miracle and that God's going to do something wonderful. Amen. We start a new sermon series today called Unlocked. For the next month, I'm going to be talking to you about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit seems to be, in, in fact, let me kind of share with you, uh, when we begin to talk about the Trinity, you've probably heard of the Trinity. Uh, the, the word Trinity is actually not in the Scriptures. Uh, but when you begin to study the Word of God, we know that there, there are three parts of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If you begin to look in the passages of scriptures, in fact, you'll see it says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. St. Corinthians chapter 13, 14 says it this way, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. First Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says it this way. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkle with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. I was watching a commercial this week and a father is sitting at the table and they're eating. One of the boys said to the father, which is your favorite? And all the kids are sitting around the table. Maybe you've seen this commercial. He said, well, you are, son. And the other kids are like, what? He said, dad, I was talking about which is your favorite piece of chicken. He said, well, dad, you, I mean, he said, well, kids, you know I like all chicken the same. Many times we treat the Holy Spirit the same way. We talk about the Father, we talk about the Son, but we for some reason leave out the Holy Spirit in our lives, and I don't know why. 
He's such an important part of who we are as believers. Today, I want to talk to you about what the Holy Spirit does in our prayer life. The Bible, in a few moments, I'll read it. The Bible says that we are to pray in the Spirit and we are to pray with our mind. That we're to pray in the Spirit at all times. So what is the reason, what is his job, and what does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? If we look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says this, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The first role of the Holy Spirit in our life is for us to be witnesses. I'll get in debates sometimes with Pentecostals. They'll say the first evidence of being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. And I'll say, well, now I'll differ with you because when I read the Word of God, it says that after the Holy Spirit comes upon me, the first thing that will happen is what? I shall be a witness. So the reason why we have the Holy Spirit in our life is to be a witness. The next reason is you look and it says this. In John chapter 14, verse 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you everything I have said to you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will be our what? Our helper, our advocate. See, that's the reason why sometimes we struggle in our lives as men and women of God. Because the very source that we should be going to in the middle of our troubles and our sorrows and things that we are struggling with, many times we forget that it's the Holy Spirit that we should be going to and asking for help. The Bible tells us also in John chapter 16, verse 7, that he, his job is to convict. But truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes... He will prove to the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. In other words, his job is to convict us. You ever about to do something and you just say, I know I shouldn't do it? Now, some of you still do it, don't you? Don't raise your hand. I'm asking for the Lord one day just to give me, you know, those little bubbles that pop above cartoons' heads. I'm just praying one day that cartoon little bubbles will pop above your head and I can see all your sins. It'd make for an interesting service, would it not? Ooh, some of you wouldn't come to church anymore, would you? It also tells us this, that he will lead us in the truth, John 16, 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. See, the Holy Spirit plays a big part in our life, but we so often leave an out of our lives. So for the next month, I want to talk to you about what the Holy Spirit's role is. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the using the power of the Holy Spirit to pray and to bless us and to do great and mighty things. Look with me at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through the wordless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit. 
because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Let's pray. Lord, we praise and glorify your mighty name today. We pray today, Lord, that your will to be done in our life. God, and direct us. Lord, show us which way to go. Lord, let us hear your heart and do your will. I pray today, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, that, Lord, you would guide and direct us in new and mighty ways, and that, God, from this moment on, that you would let us live according to the life that you have called us to. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, amen and amen. For the next month, as I begin to talk to you about the Holy Spirit, I wanted to start today by talking about how we pray in the Spirit. By praying in the Spirit enables us as men and women of God to see God move in our life, not just to get what we want. In fact, let me say that to you today. Us praying is not just to get you what you want from God like he's your Santa Claus. You praying in the Spirit, what it is for is that you may draw closer to God and have a deeper and more profound relationship with Him. The first thing I want to talk to you about tonight is praying in the Spirit brings understanding. How many have ever been praying and you just don't know what to pray for? You know something's wrong. You can't put your finger on it. You know your life isn't where it needs to be and you're struggling. It says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer say amen to your thanksgiving since they do not know what they are saying. Now, as we see this, in essence begins to lay out, and I want to share this with you today. It says, one, that we are to pray in the Spirit. What does that mean? It means that we're not to pray in the flesh, because if you pray in the flesh, what are we probably going to ask for? Lord, I, I, I need a new car. I need a new house. Lord, I, I need some ice cream. Lord, I, I need that, that new girlfriend that looks like, um, who's a pretty actress, I don't know. Angelique Jolie, I don't know. Maybe I should be very careful naming pretty actresses. That may get me in trouble. What happens many times is the reason why the Bible says we are to pray in the Spirit is because if we will pray led by the Holy Spirit, what will happen is, is the Holy Spirit is then able to help us to know what to pray for. My son's car this week, I went to look at it. He was having some problems with it and uh, charged it up and it was the battery wouldn't start and first crank, I, I put some jumper cables and it cranked up right the first time and I thought, well, it probably just died because of a light on or, or, or something on, left on that made the battery die. Left the car running forever. Finally, it took off the battery cables and turned the car off and went to start it and guess what? It didn't start. At that moment, I was out of my wheelhouse out of that moment, I had no idea what else to do. In fact, to be honest with you, I probably should have never popped the hood. Because outside of hooking the battery cables up from my car to his car, that's all I knew. In fact, if you ever see me pop the hood and I look underneath, probably all I'm doing is going, yep, it's still there. 
Now, if I'd had a mechanic there, that mechanic could have helped me because he knew more about cars. He knew more about the situation. He knew more about the mechanicals. But because the mechanic wasn't there, I was at a loss. We do the same thing. We go before God many times and we pray, but we don't pray in the spirit. Because we don't pray in the spirit, we're just throwing things out there. Lord, just bless me right now. Lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. You know, I always hated that prayer. If I should die before I wake. When I was a little kid, I didn't want to think about dying right before I went to sleep. Anybody else in that? Sometimes we have no idea what to pray for. But if we will get in the spirit, in fact, when you first come to God and you pray, in fact, at the end of this month, we'll talk about prayer and the power of prayer and how you should pray. But what I want you to understand is when I pray in the spirit, God, I'm seeking you, desiring you, want to know you better. Holy Spirit, will you lead me in what to say? Then when we do that as men and women of God, then the Holy Spirit can begin to reveal things. I don't understand why I'm, I'm at ease. I, I don't understand why, why, why I'm struggling, why I'm afraid, and why I'm fearful. I don't understand why, because you're not trusting God. I, I don't understand why this financial situation keeps happening in my life, because you're not giving. I, I, I don't understand why I keep finding the wrong man or the wrong woman, because you keep going to the wrong places to find them. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand why. I'm just not getting, learning more about Jesus, because you don't read your Bible. You don't go to church. You don't spend any more time trying to learn about Jesus. And when you go, the Holy Spirit can be able to reveal that to you. I keep having to touch my screen. Somebody's messing with my screen and it keeps going off. Normally it's set to not go off. You know, what is it called? Don't go, I don't know what you call that. So someone's got a hold of my screen and it keeps going off so I have to keep touching it and make sure it doesn't go off. It also says that when we pray also, we pray, when it says pray in the spirit, but also pray with my mind, it's also saying that we are to pray what? In our prayer language. See, there are sometimes you just don't know what to pray for. Now, some of you just got a little freaked out right then. Now, Pastor, you're talking about tongues. Don't get me all scared like that. Don't get me freaked out like that. I, I, I don't believe in that stuff. Listen, if it's in the Bible, it's, it's true, Amen. And, and, and I want you to understand that, that, that I believe in my prayer language. I believe in speaking in tongues. I do it all the time. Now, you don't hear me all the time because I think sometimes we as men and women of God, we do it the wrong way. We don't do it according to the word of God. We don't do it to what God says, that, that we're to do everything in an orderly fashion. That, that, but for me, when I pray in the spirit, there's many times I'll just start, start praying in my prayer language. I have no idea what I'm saying. But all of a sudden, then I'll begin to pray what I prayed in my spirit. Then I'll begin to pray with my mind. And it's like in that moment that I was praying in the spirit, in my prayer language, that God began to reveal something to me that I didn't know. See, some of you, we learn that prayer language. It'll change your life. We were walking at a restaurant one day, and uh, something that was on my mind, and I was dealing with it, and I didn't know exactly how to handle it. As we're walking out of the restaurant, all of a sudden, I just began to speak in my prayer language, and my wife turned around and looked at me. She said, what are you saying? And I said, I don't know. What was I saying? She said, well, it wasn't late. It wasn't English. And all I know at that moment is the Lord was revealing something to me that I didn't know in my mind but it began to tell me that I need to pray in the spirit. Listen, when it says, I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. King James Version says mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. 
Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in that position of inquire say amen? In other words, what we've got to realize, when I am praying, when I'm getting on my knees, I'm going to say, God, I want you to reveal in the spiritual so I'll know in the natural. How many know that your spiritual eye, I mean your physical eyes will lie to you? How many know that? Things are not always what they seem. We sometimes allow things to bother us, things to upset us. Sometimes we don't realize that the battle that we're going through and the fight that we're fighting is not who we should be fighting against. The Bible says it this way, my fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of the air. Some of you be getting mad at people and jumping all over people and you don't understand that your fight is not against that person. Your fight... It's not in the middle of that situation. What you need to realize is that if you'll get in the spirit, if you'll begin to pray in the spirit, then God will begin to reveal to you what really is going on. Sometimes those people you think are for you aren't for you. Look at your neighbor and say, you for me? What they say? They lied to you. But let me also say this. Sometimes those people you think are against you are more for you than you think. So I believe sometimes God will send people your way that will challenge you. In fact, I said that this week in a staff meeting, I said this. I said, don't surround yourself with people that will cuddle you, but people that will challenge you. See, too many of you have got people around you in your life that all they ever do is cuddle you, but they don't ever tell you the truth. All they ever do is tell you how wonderful you are, but don't tell you the fault you've got. See, the Holy Spirit isn't going to lie to you. The Holy Spirit's going to tell you the truth. And when I pray in the Spirit and I get on my knees and I say, Holy Spirit, lead me, not what's going to make me feel better, but what's going to draw me closer. Lord, I pray today as you do that, then you'll begin to reveal me how my life needs to be changed. Number two, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. If the world's falling apart, what should you do? Pray. If everything is great and hunky-dory and you've got a great job making good money and you've got a good-looking girlfriend or boyfriend and your health is good and your life is wonderful, what should you do? Pray. When everybody in the world is coming against you and you think everybody in the world is mad at you, what should you do? Pray. But when everybody is patting you on the back and telling you how wonderful you are and how great you are, what should you do? Pray. When your wife is loving you and telling you you're the best thing that happened since sliced bread, I hear that all the time. What should you do? Pray. But when your wife is mad at you, getting on your last nerve, don't say anything out loud, good law. Your spouse may be sitting beside you. What should you do? Pray. He said, in all occasions, I should pray. 
with all kinds of prayers and requests. In other words, whatever need you have, when you're praying in the Spirit, bring all of those needs before God, trusting and believing that through your time with the Holy Spirit and in your time and prayers, that He hears your prayer requests and He can answer your prayer requests. Now let me know, let me let you know this. He is not always going to say yes to your prayer request. Do you know that? Sometimes God's going to say yes. Sometimes he's going to say no. And sometimes he's going to say what? Not right now. You ain't ready. You know why some of you don't win the lottery? Because you'd be bankrupt in about a year. You know why God sometimes doesn't give you what you want? Because you would mess it up if he gave it to you. See, we need to understand that sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, but sometimes it's not right now. And here's the thing, when you pray with your request, making it known to God through the Holy Spirit, you know what you gotta do? You got to trust God. God, I get it. If you're saying yes, then it's a go. If you're saying no, then it wasn't for me. If you're saying not right now, then I'm not ready. And God, I will keep asking until I'm ready and do whatever it takes to get my life where I am ready to receive what I've asked for. He said, praying the, praying in the Spirit helps us to be alert. He says, with this in mind, be alert. How many know we got to be on guard all the time? Not, not so much with others. Learn, learn to trust other people. Learn not to be paranoid. Learn not to be worrisome all the time. But I do want you to understand in your life, you need to be constantly aware that in your life there is a devil, there is an enemy that is seeking to devour you and destroy you. But guess what? He is a defeated foe. Just We always use the whole adage, there's good and there's evil. Can I tell you they're not on the same playing field. God and the devil are not equal. My God is way more powerful. My God knows all things. He's omnipresent, omniscient. My God can do all things. The devil cannot. He can't be in more places than one time. He, he doesn't know all things. In fact, for some of you that think the devil always knows what's going on in your life, he don't know what's going on unless you're telling him. The problem is some of you keep telling him. You know how? You complain you complainers, all you do is tell the devil your problems and your woes and your issues. If you stopped telling the devil, he probably wouldn't know the problems you got and he wouldn't keep on harping on them. It says also pray, always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Can I also tell you what will happen when you start praying in the spirit? It'll stop being about you. Listen, if you pray and the majority of your prayer is about what you need, how someone's offended you, how you want things to be easier and better in your life, then you're not praying in the Spirit. Because when you learn to pray in the Spirit, can I tell you what will happen? I'll start praying. I, listen, I'm praying right now. Lord I, Lord, I just pray right now. And as you begin to pray, God will begin to real th reveal things to you. He'll re Lord, I, Kim, I just pray right now for Kim. Lord, what, what is going on? Lord, I just, Lord, I'm just praying for Lori right now. Lord, what's, what's going on? Lord, I just lift up Lori in my prayers. Amen. Jared, I just pray. Every time I pray for Jared, though, I, I get sick and, and it, I just have to, you know, pray the Lord will take it away. 
I think he just said, I hate you. Is that what you said? I think he just said, I hate him. See, we, we have to learn as believers that when you mature in your prayer life and maturity comes when you pray in the spirit, that your prayers stop being about you and your prayers become about others. And here's the truth. When you start praying for others in your prayer life, then God then will start meeting your needs. Amen? If you're sick in body, can I tell you, go pray for somebody else's health. If you need a financial blessing, go pray for somebody else's finances. If your marriage is in a bad place, go pray for someone else's marriage. See, as you begin to extend your prayers through the power of the Holy Spirit toward others, God rewards that. But if 95% of your prayer is about you, you haven't grown in the Spirit. You're not praying in the Spirit. Number three, write this down. Praying in the Spirit helps us in our weakness. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. See, when we begin to pray through the power of the Holy Spirit in our weaknesses, have you ever just felt so tired? so weary, you just don't know what you're going to do. See, if you'll get on your knees in prayer and you begin to seek the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to sup with you. I just want to love on you. As you begin to get into the presence of the Holy Spirit in your prayer time, as you begin to do that, those weaknesses that you are experiencing, God can bring strength. God can stabilize See, when you go before the Lord, you've got to pray and you've got to trust him. And when we pray and we are led by the Holy Spirit, he helps us in our weakness. When we don't know what is going on in our life, we pray and he reveals to us what is going on. Praying in the Spirit also helps us towards God's will. Listen to what he says. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. How many of you can honestly say tonight that you know God's will for your life? I know what God's called me to do. He's called me to be a pastor of Wichita Falls, Texas. He's called me to preach the word of God. He's called me to reach the lost. He's called me to help those that are in need. He's called me, listen, God didn't call me to the, to the, the ones that got it all together. God didn't call me to go to the ones that are, that are perfect. and uh, God didn't call me to go work in a hotel. God called me to work in a hospital. See, I'm doing the will of God because I seek God. And I pray in the Holy Spirit that God will reveal his will for my life. Listen, if you don't know God's will for your life, it's time you start getting into a deeper, more profound relationship with the Holy Spirit. And here's the last one. And I'll close with this. Praying in the Spirit builds you up in the faith. Praying in the Spirit builds you up in the faith. Jude chapter 1 verse 20 says it this way, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, 
Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of your Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. We want to thank you so much for joining us for our service today. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Before we let you go today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And over 2,000 years ago, God the Father gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross for you. That through His death, you would have eternal life. And through the shedding of His blood, you would have forgiveness of all your sins of past, present, and even future. So if you're watching right now, and you're right now living in a life of shame, sadness, and sin, I want to introduce you to my Savior. All you have to do today to be saved is first admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that He is the Son of the living God, died upon a cross for you, rose on the third day, and lives forevermore at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. And with your mouth, confess the Lord of your life, and you shall be saved. See, if you're watching right now, and as I'm saying these words, it's touching something in your heart, and you say, today, I want to give my heart life to Christ, then I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins and all of my ways. I ask you to come into my heart and into my life. I repent of my ways, and I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to know that you are a child of God. Your sins have been washed away. You're a new creation, the Bible says. And eternity with Christ is your reward. Do us a favor. If you gave your heart life to Christ today, please let us know in the comments or reach out to the church. And we would like to tell you your next steps in following Christ Jesus. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you guys for joining us here at Compassion Church Online. If God has done anything amazing in your life, a story that you want to share, make sure that you comment below and let us know. We hope that you guys have a great week and we'll see you here next weekend. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.